So the previous Mishnah, so the sixth Mishnah, um, was discussing the case of one man who is uncertain which of two sisters he betrothed. This Mishnah discusses a case where two men each betrothed one of the two sisters, but they do not know who betrothed which one. So it begins, let's begin with what these men must do. So let's say you've got two unrelated men betrothed two sisters. This one does not know which of the sisters he betrothed. And that one does not know which one he betrothed. This man must give two gitin, one to each woman. And that other man must also give two gitin, one to each woman. Neither man can marry either woman since she might actually be his wife's sister. Okay, both men therefore divorce both women to free them to marry others. So, so since she might be actually his wife's sister, even after one man divorces both women, thereby ensuring that neither of them is his wife, the second man may still not marry either sister, since the one he now marries might be the sister of the one he betrothed. So therefore they've both got to give a get. The Mishnah addresses the laws of Yibum when both of these men die without children before giving get. So Metu, if the men died childless, Lazerach, and this man has only one brother, Lazerach, and that man also has one brother, Zecholetz Lishtehen, this man's brother performs Chalitza with both sisters, Zecholetz Lishtehen, and that man's brother performs Chalitza with both sisters. Okay, so for example, Ruven and Yosef each betrothed one of two sisters, Rachel and Leah, and died. Ruven and Yosef each have one brother. Both must give Chalitza to both Rachel, both Rachel and Leah. Okay, neither brother can perform Yibum because neither one knows which is the woman bound to him for Yibum and which one is bound to the other one and thus forbidden to him. Okay, Ruven's brother may not marry either Rachel or Leah since either one of them might have been betrothed not to Ruven but to Yosef. So she has a Zika, she has a Yibum bond with Yosef's brother and may not marry anyone else. Similarly, Yosef's brother may not marry either widow since whichever one he marries might have been betrothed not to Yosef but to Ruven. So she has a Zika with Ruven's brother. So they're, they're bound to other men. So therefore they can't even do, they can't even do Yibum. Okay? And even... After one man's brother gives Khalitsa to both widows, the other man's brother may not perform Yibum with either one, since he might be marrying the sister of his Zukuka, the woman bound to him for Yibum. Okay, the, for example, Ruven's brother gave Khalitsa, so Ruven married one of the sisters, okay? Rachel and Leah. So Ruven gave Khalitsa, Ruven's brother, he died, Ruven's brother then gave Khalitsa to both Rachel and Leah. Since one of them was definitely his real Yavama, that woman is now free to remarry. The other woman, though, she still has a zika with Yosef's brother because Yosef married the other, you know, she, he betrayed the other woman, he married the other woman. Okay, so therefore, when he died, she, the woman that he actually betrayed has a zika bond to his brother. So Yosef's brother may not perform Yibum with either woman because she still has a zika with, he still has zika with one woman and the other is forbidden to him as her sister, the sister of his zukuka. Since he does not know which is her, which, he may not perform Yibum with her. Okay? And, um, so now let's continue. The Mishnah discusses a variation of the previous case. Let's see what happens if one man, if if one man has one brother, one of the men that did the betrothal has one brother, and one man has two brothers. The lone brother performs chalitza with both of them because he cannot marry either one of them, as we've explained in the cases above. However, when it comes to the two brothers of the other man, one first gives chalitza to one sister, and the other one may then perform yibum with the other sister. The woman, the second brother, is performing Yibum with is now surely permitted to him because she's either the brother's widow and he's doing Yibum or she's the other man's widow in which case she already received Khalitsa from his brother and is now permitted to remarry
Okay, um, Reuven's lone brother gave gave gives chalitza to Rachel and Leah. Yosef's first brother gives chalitza to one of them. For example, Leah and Yosef's second brother made Nama Rachel. There's no problem of Rachel being the sister of his Zakuka, since the Zika was removed when Leah received chalitza from Yosef's first brother. There's also no problem of Rachel being the sister of his chalutza, because he did not give Leah chalitza. Yosef's first brother did. Okay, so that clears that up. The next case is a continuation of the previous one. In this case, the two brothers of the second man did not consult the courts about what to do, but went ahead and performed Yibum with the two widows. Kadmo Vachansu, if after the lone brother performed chalitza with both sisters, the two brothers of the other men went ahead and each married one of the sisters without consulting the courts in Motsimi Adam. We do not take their sister, the sisters away from them, i.e. we do not force the two brothers to divorce them. One, once each one has married a sister, neither man is married to a woman, forbiddens him. Since it's possible that the first one to perform Yubom actually married his brother's widow, if he did not, then the second one married her and ended the Yubom bond, so her sister is no longer forbidden to the first brother. Continuing the previous case, the Mishnah discusses yet another variation. Let's say you got a man, so let's say two men marry uh, two sisters, and they do not know which one. Okay, but these two men, of course, are unrelated. Um, so we have, but each one of these men has two brothers. Okay, so then one brother of this man performs chalitza with one sister. And one brother of that other man performs chalitza with the other sister. Okay, at this point there are two possibilities. Either, so now at this point, so one brother on each side has given chalitza to one of the sisters. So at this point, either they each gave chalitza to their true Yivama, the brother's widow, or they each gave chalitza to the wrong widow. If each one gave chalitza to his true Yivama, then each becomes forbidden to both women. One because she's his chalitza, and the other because she's the sister of his chalitza. On the other hand, if they each gave chalitza to the wrong woman, then that woman is really the Yivama of the other set of brothers, who may then perform Yibum with her. Okay, so echav so so they both they so they both give chalitza. Okay, echav shel ze miabem chalutsa The brother of the first man who performed chalitza may now perform yibum with the chalutsa of the other man. Ve'achiv shel ze miabem chalutsa toshaze. And the brother of the other man who performed chalitza may perform yibum with the chalutsa of the first man. Okay, so they kind of swap around because each man performing Yibum is either marrying his deceased brother's true widow or the other man's widow who was already free by Chalisa and is now permitted to remarry. Either way, he is permitted to marry her. Now we discuss what to do when they did not follow this procedure. Let's say if two brothers of the same man went ahead and before consulting the court performed Chalisa with both sisters, then the two brothers of the other man may not still perform Yibum since one of them will be married the sister of his Zekuka, the woman bound to him for Yibum. When the two brothers of the first man both perform Chalisa, Chalitza, they freed only one widow. Since only one was their Yivama, thus one of the sisters is surely still bound to the second set of brothers for Yibom, and the other one is the sister of their Zukuka. So Ella, what happens is, Echad Choles Vechad Miyabem. Even in this case, one brother must do Chalitza with one of the sisters, and then one brother may then perform Yibom with the other sister. If she is brothers, if she is his brother's widow, he's probably performing Yibom with her. If she is the other man's widow, then she has already received Chalitza from his brother, and she is not permitted to marry anyone. Either way, she is permitted to this second brother. Now, if these last two brothers do not consult the courts about what to do, but went ahead and performed Yibum with the two widows, Kadmu Vachansu, if instead of one brother performing Chalisa and the other doing Yibum, the two brothers went ahead and each married 
one of the sisters without consulting the courts. Amos Adam, we do not take the sisters away from them. We do not force the brothers to divorce them since they are now each married to a woman permitted to them. And this is as we learnt earlier in the previous case, um, since it's possible that the first one to perform Yubum actually married his brother's widow. If so, if he did not, then the second one married her and ended the Yubum bond, so the sister is no longer forbidden to the first brother. Okay, Mishnah Chet. So the previous Mishnah included some cases where a man should not marry a particular woman, but need not divorce if he if he does. Our Mishnah discusses other cases with the same law. It is a proper it is proper for the oldest brother of the deceased to perform the Yibum and he will then inherit the deceased brother's property. Okay? But if the younger one went ahead of the older one and performed the Yibum, he has gained the right to inherit the deceased brother's property since his Yibum was valid. Okay, another case. Hanitan if someone is if someone is suspected of having cohabited with the Kanana maidservants and she was later freed, or al or having cohabited with a non-Jewess and she later converted, then this person should not marry the freed maidservants or the converts. His people will say that the original suspicion is true. A person should not do things that will cause rumors that he committed a sin. Okay, so the imkanas but if he did marry her, and we do not, we do not take away from him, uh, so we do not force him to divorce her since she is technically permitted to him. This is true even if it was proven that he actually done uh, cohabitation with a woman before she was freed or con- converted cohabiting with the maidservants or non jewess does not cause her to become permanently forbidden to that man Hanitan al eshet ish. If, by in contrast, if someone is suspected of cohabiting with a different man's wife of a and as a result, the court took away from her husband. That is, they forced him to divorce her. The court forces a man to divorce his wife only when witnesses come forward and saw who saw the adultery or testify to having seen some strong circumstantial evidence that adultery was committed. So they forced her to divorce her. Okay, but. And so since, so therefore, since they've got this evidence, one may not marry to, uh, stay married to a wife who committed adultery. Okay, then even if the suspect married her afterwards, you'll see he must divorce her since she has become, she has become biblically forbidden to him. In any situation where the court forces a man to divorce his wife due to adultery, she's also forbidden by biblical law to the adulterer. Have a great day.